Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. And I think, you know, also for the clinicians out there, um, you know, not only the lay person, right, that has fatigue issues, but the patients that we see, you know, I think of mitochondrial dysfunction in neurologic illness, in people with chronic pain and opiate addiction problems, in depression and anxiety, uh, most psychological conditions, I think mitochondria more than any other um, organ system. Yeah, there, there's an entire field of research called mitochondrial psychobiology. And um, Doug Wallace is a famous mitochondrial researcher and uh, a guy named Martin Picard is also a prominent researcher in this field. I've had Martin Picard on my podcast before. Um, really, really interesting. Basically, they're studying the connection between the mind and the mitochondria. And they've shown, you know, for example, they've, they did one study, it's kind of a uh, unusual design for this study because you think most studies are like done in a laboratory and you, you think guys in white coats and petri dishes and vials and <laughs> droppers and stuff like that um what they did in this case is they took a bunch of people and they subjected them to psychological stress by having them do public speaking <laughs> and, and, you know, most people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. And uh, in addition to having them go on stage and do public speaking to this, this audience, they had the audience members shout obscenities and, you know, personal attacks on the, the person speaking. It was all, uh, of course, like none of it was real, but this is how they, they did the study. It was real in the sense that the person really had to go up on stage and do some kind of public speech. Um. But it was quite effective in, in initiating psychological stress. And um, what they found was that the presence of mitochondrial DNA, uh, or I should say mitochondrial DNA was present within the bloodstream. It was measurable in the bloodstream within a matter of minutes after exposure to psychological stress. Now, that mitochondrial DNA is not supposed to be floating around in your bloodstream. It's supposed to be inside of your cells, inside of your mitochondria. And it turns out that when our body is under stress, and it could be psychological or it could be other mechanisms, um, the contents within mitochondria, like mitochondrial DNA, like uh, energy production molecules like ATP and ADP, they start to leak out into the extracellular space, into even the bloodstream. And those molecules are, it turns out we actually have receptors on uh, many cells throughout the body for those molecules. And those, those are molecules are actually signaling molecules that the body is designed to sense to know when it's under attack. So psychological stress can initiate this kind of leakage of cellular and mitochondrial contents in much the same way that other kinds of stressors can do. That's one, that's an incredible experiment to subject you to like, I mean, I think myself, just because of who I am as a person, I'd probably like that because I like public speaking and you know, like 
type of things. But for Damn. the <laughs> typical person, for the typical person who's not fond of being in front of uh, crowds, that that must be interesting. And uh, for there to be such an immediate response, I think also speaks loudly to uh, that. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because if you took a stand-up comedian or somebody who was really comfortable on stage, they might not have a, a strong stress reaction to that. Oh yeah, yeah, or like not at all. They might like it. You know how comedians yeah. are. They might think it's hilarious. <laughs> they love hecklers. Yeah, so uh, that's that's funny. Um, but you know, we, we've been talking here with Ari. We've been talking about mitochondria and like its impact on our energy and our bodies and how. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of folks are as thankful to their mitochondria as they should be. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're going to talk about it more. But before we do, we have to take a very quick break and uh, we'll be right back. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com slash rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. Hello, 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 everyone. It is I, Jackie P. Thank you for waiting to hear back from myself, Doc Mock, and Ari. We've been talking about the mitochondria the powerhouse of the cell and the powerhouse of you. They should add that, you know, because they'll give people <laughs> like more onus, right? Um, but, you know, we've been talking about mitochondrial, you know, I guess dysfunction, right? And low energy, chronic fatigue. Um, so we've been talking about the problem. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the solution, right? You know, you wrote this book called, right? eat for energy, which is something like one, I, I love, but let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So let's say someone is experiencing some fatigue, right? And uh, they want to explore the solutions of like, how can nutrition help boost their energy? So what, what would you say, Ari, are some of the big aha moments, or maybe something that a lot of folks don't really realize when it comes to, you know, what they're put it in their bodies when it comes to mealtime. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of layers to this story just at the nutritional level. And there's, you know, many other aspects beyond nutrition that affect our mitochondria as well. But just within nutrition, we can look at how the nutritional story ties into what I was just telling you about how mitochondria regulate our energy levels. Now, a couple things to start with, um, it's possible to have toxins in your diet. If you have a, if you have a poor diet, you are going to damage your mitochondrial function quite directly. If you have a poor diet that's deficient in a lot of nutrients, well, many different nutrients are required for either directly or indirectly required 
for the production of cofactors involved in mitochondrial energy production. So if your diet's poor, you might have toxins coming in, or you might be deficient in key nutrients that are involved in the mitochondria working. Both of those are extremely common, extremely common, uh, rampant in the West and in the United States in particular. Um, nutrient deficiencies, a majority of people are deficient in at least four or five key vitamins and minerals necessary for mitochondria to function optimally. So we can start there, low hanging fruit, you know, that, that there's, there's a basic connection there, but to go beyond that, there's many other ways that nutrition ties into, uh, our mitochondrial health and mitochondrial function as well. So one is through, uh, the circadian rhythm. So we have a central clock in the brain that's primarily responsive to light inputs. And we have peripheral clocks. This is a, a newer scientific discovery, but we have peripheral circadian clocks, literal 24 hour clocks in virtually all the other tissues of our body, our liver, our skin, our muscles, um, our hormone producing glands, you know, and, and those clocks primarily depend on nutritional inputs. And in turn, the whole circadian rhythm system regulates or impacts many different aspects of our body from neurotransmitters that are involved in wakefulness and sleep and energy and motivation and mood um, to hormones like thyroid hormone and testosterone and cortisol and growth hormone and insulin and melatonin. Um, we also have um, the way that nutrition ties into our body composition. So if we are overly fat or under muscled, that also directly impacts on mitochondrial energy production. In addition, um, blood glucose regulation is a huge factor. If you're hypoglycemic and about one third of the population has reactive hypoglycemia, they, they have low blood sugar two to five hours after eating a meal that directly hinders the ability of mitochondria to produce energy, but even worse, about 80% of the population experiences daily spikes into the pre-diabetic or diabetic ranges of hyperglycemia, high blood sugar levels. And the high blood sugar is directly toxic to mitochondria. It is itself actually a danger signal that the mitochondria respond to much like they respond to, let's say, psychological stress or any other type of stressor. And they, they respond to it by shutting down or turning down the dial on energy production. Um, another avenue is, is brain health. Another avenue up Doc Mock's alley is, is, of course, gut health. There's a lot of stuff going on at the level of the gut that impact on mitochondrial function. In fact, there's something called a gut mitochondria axis. There's many different mechanisms through which what's going on in your gut impacts upon your mitochondria. And of course, nutrition massively impacts upon what's going on in your gut. So uh, those are some of the key, that's how I break down the book into those key chapters. And then the part two of the book is all about energy superfoods and supplements that bolster mitochondrial health. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned supplements, right? And, uh, you know, Doc, Mock and I always tell folks that, hey, like, there's no magic pill, right? There might be some things that can help and assist in what you're, you know, trying to accomplish. Uh, but, you know, the the supplements that, you know, you speak to in in, in your book, are, are they like your typical everyday, hey, you should have, you know, vitamin A, you know, I mean, vitamin D, C, you know, zinc, right? You know, zinc and copper for those, magnesium, right? Is it just like a, 
helpful formula that, or they're just maybe, are there supplements in there that might be uh, that folks, the lay folks out there might not be familiar with? Well, I don't want to self-aggrandize too much here, but I, I think the the chapter on supplements in the book is worth the whole price of the book by itself because it's absolutely packed with tons and tons of science that are not commonly found anywhere else. Um, the book has over a thousand scientific references. I mean, a lot of people comment that the, the, the book is really more like a medical textbook in that regard. I mean, we tried to layer in a lot of personal stories and anecdotes from clients and stuff to make it more readable, but it, it's really packed with a lot of references to scientific material. And particularly the supplement section is rich with a lot of compounds that bolster energy production that are not well known um, and not commonly found on the internet. Um, you know, the, the discussion of energy, if you look up like energy supplement, energy pills, it's often things with, with caffeine, you know, it's usually like caffeine or some other stimulants, synephrine, something like that, usually mixed with some sugar, some taurine, you know, that they're all, they all kind of follow a standard blueprint with regards to that. Um, we could talk about caffeine and, and stimulants if you want, but that doesn't work. And what you won't find a long list of in, in my book is a whole, is a whole bunch of recommendations to take caffeine and other stimulants because it's actually counterproductive for your energy in the long run. We can talk more about that, but, um, there are many, many compounds that can bolster your mitochondrial health uh, that are not well known. And even within, let's say, the typical thing you fall, find online, if you look up you know, how to boost mitochondrial health or you go on Amazon and you search for mitochondrial supplements, you're going to find supplements with some B vitamins and some uh, CoQ10 and some acetyl-L-carnitine and um, maybe some alpha lipoic acid and maybe a couple other things. And they're all pretty similar. They're all extremely underdosed. Um, and as far as most of those compounds, um, D ribose would be in there typically as well. And, um, yeah, they're all kind of following the same formula, but the truth is there's a whole bunch of other compounds that you won't find in any of those formulas or most articles online. Um, that have proven benefits for mitochondrial health. I'll give you um, one example that is not well known, but has amazing research is called NT factor phospholipids. And there's a wonderful paper by a researcher named Garth Nicholson, who uh, wrote a paper called lipid replacement therapy. And this, this paper talks about how these specific phospholipids and there are things like phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylethanolamine, phosphatidylserine, things like that. These are specific kinds of lipids that make up cellular membranes and mitochondrial membranes. And it turns out when our mitochondria become dysfunctional, they're often damaged and the, there's often physical structural damage to the membranes, to the phospholipids of the membranes. And when there's damage there, they don't work as well. Well, it turns out that this specific uh, patented form of phospholipid extract called um, NT factor has been very well researched in numerous studies in people with chronic fatigue. And it actually has been shown to help repair uh, mitochondrial membranes by it's, it's thought that basically the phospholipids go in and they replace the damaged phospholipids with healthy ones. And by doing so, by repairing the, the structure of the mitochondria, the mitochondria work better. And 
this isn't just theory. It's actually been shown in numerous studies um, with people with chronic fatigue of different types. So aging associated chronic fatigue, basically elderly people who have chronic fatigue, um, obesity related chronic, chronic fatigue, Gulf war illness, chronic fatigue syndrome. There's been numerous studies and across the board in study after study, they show that just taking this one compound typically improves energy levels by 30 or 40% within a matter of a month or two. So that that's the kind of thing that you'll you'll get in my book that again you're not going to find in any mitochondrial supplement on Amazon you're not going to find in virtually 99.9% of articles online about supplements for mitochondria. I'm I'm so glad that you brought up phosphatidylcholine because it's one of those you know crucial makes up our cellular membranes in all of our cells and and a lot of people have issues with phosphatidylcholine breakdown in particular, people that drink alcohol, right? So alcohol will bind to phosphatidylcholine, kick out the choline, and that sticks around in your cell membranes for up to 14 days mm. after one alcoholic beverage. And you can actually analyze your DNA and look at your ability to synthesize and break down phosphatidylcholine. And if you have an issue, it may benefit you to supplement that regardless of your fatigue state. But I would just caution people out there, um, people that have psychological uh, conditions, you know, sometimes taking phosphatidylcholine, and this has been demonstrated in studies uh, in a supplement form, can come almost cause a hardening of your cellular membranes if your membrane is not supported in other ways without other, you know, forms of proper nutrition, good movement, et cetera, you know, the other cofactors. And so their symptoms can get worse. Um, so, so just to caution people with psychological conditions with phosphatidylcholine. Thanks, Doc Mock, that big old brain of yours. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for Sone on the, on the show to bring up something that you haven't heard of, but you know, <laughs> that's why you're Doc Mock. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings, and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeam.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night, and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. So when we talk about nutrition, right, which of course are big problems, and we talk about 
the summits. And I'd like to also loop back in how you expressed, you know, how uh, the, like, you know, by the age of seven, right, our, our mitochondrial capacity has already, you know, decreased, right, by eight to seven. So, you know, how much can we fight that, right? There's age, there's these natural factors, right? Every decade we lose 10%. Like how much can nutrition and how much can like, you know, a right supplement routine get us back, gain some traction back, right? Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's might not be like an actual number, but like, you know, what what would you say in your experience or what you've seen with folks you help, um, you know, like what have been some of those results that you've seen? Yeah. So there's a couple aspects to this. First of all, yeah, you can absolutely make massive improvements in your energy levels. Um, just to, to maybe um, carry on the back of what I was just expressing, this is one supplement that's been shown in a month or two to increase energy levels by 30-40%. Um, you can also look at something like high-dose acetyl-L-carnitine, which has been shown in uh, people, elderly people with chronic fatigue to increase mental energy, uh, mental energy levels. Actually, they measure it by mental fatigue and physical fatigue, but decrease mental fatigue and physical fatigue by roughly 50% within the span of about three months. Um, just that one ingredient. Um, now, so if you sort of carry on this kind of logic, um, you know, it's not straight math such that you, if you do 20 of those kind of strategies, you get a 2000% increase in your energy levels, but they are additive. They do, they do work through different mechanisms in many cases, and they do amplify each other. So you can absolutely get a hundred or 200% increases in a person's energy levels, particularly if they have very poor energy levels, 300% increases in a person's energy levels with a few months of making these kinds of changes. Now, what I've given you examples of so far is just two individual supplements. This doesn't even get into like changing your diet more broadly, changing your lifestyle habits more broadly. Um, what about hormetic stress? So, you know, we talked about that earlier. Um, let me, let me, um, add a couple layers to what I was telling you about mitochondrial capacity. So, um, I said that people who are 70 on average have only about 25% of the mitochondrial capacity of a young adult. This might sound like really depressing news because you think, wow, you know, it sucks that aging does that to us. But in fact, it's actually not a natural product of aging itself. It is actually the result of lack of hormetic stress in our lives. And we know that because if we look at 70-year-olds who are lifelong exercisers, they have the same mitochondrial capacity as a young person. They don't lose 75% of their mitochondrial capacity. So um, what this means is that one essential aspect of what we're talking about here is hormetic stress. You have to engage systematically in various types of hormetic stressors uh, in your life to stimulate and challenge your mitochondria to make sure they don't shrivel. This is a process that's analogous to if, if you break a bone and you put your arm in a cast, you know, eight weeks later, you get the cast sawn off and you look down at your arm and it's half the size of the other one. It's because in a couple months, all those, those muscles atrophied due to disuse. Well, the same exact thing happens at the mitochondrial level if they're not being challenged and stimulated by hormetic stress. They shrink, they shrivel, they die off. That's why we lose mitochondrial capacity. The good news is that it's dynamic. It's highly dynamic. 
And by challenging it, by let's say using your arm again, you grow those muscle fibers back pretty quickly. Well, in this case, um, we have a lot more work to do because it's not just two months of atrophy. In many cases, it's decades of mitochondrial atrophy from lack of hormetic stress, but it's still possible to make a huge amount of progress in growing bigger, stronger mitochondria uh, and mitochondrial biogenesis, growing more mitochondria from scratch. We can also then, and, and so that's a key thing to go from, you know, let's say just as an example, to go from 500 mitochondria per cell to 1,000 mitochondria per cell or to 1,200 or 1,500 mitochondria per cell on average, right? If you do that, you're building your cellular engine in a profound way, and that's a huge part of recovering your energy. Then we go to things like, you know, the discussion here is endless, but um, let's say sleep and circadian rhythm tie into this discussion in a massive way because our mitochondria undergo quality control processes while we sleep. They, there's autophagy happening, and there's also a process called mitophagy, which is basically a, a quality control process at the mitochondrial level where the mitochondria clean up damaged and dysfunctional mitochondria. They get rid of them and sort of let's, let's break off this chunk of mitochondria and keep the good part and... Um, and we'll send this part over to the lysosome so we can just dispose of it to the garbage bin, basically, and we'll keep the good mitochondria. And that that's the one that will build and replicate going forward. Now that, that process is highly dynamic. It's happening every night while you sleep. And if your circadian rhythm is not strong, if your sleep is not deep enough or long enough, that impairs that quality control process. Now we have another aspect of this uh, that is melatonin. Melatonin, it turns out, is not just a sleepy time hormone. It's actually a vitally important mitochondrial antioxidant. And not only does it directly stabilize and protect mitochondria, but it actually recharges the whole internal, what's called the ARE, the antioxidant response element, the internal antioxidant and detoxification system that includes things like glutathione and catalase and superoxide dismutase. So if you're not, if you don't have a strong circadian rhythm, if you don't have optimal sleep, you're, you don't have optimal levels of melatonin saturating those mitochondria, then you're chronically operating at a deficit. Your mitochondria are not being protected. They're not recharging their stores of these compounds that allow them to protect themselves against the stressors of life. And if you're not doing that every night, you're setting yourself up for a lot of mitochondrial damage. So the good news is we can start to reverse that too. We can optimize our circadian rhythm. We can optimize our sleep and start saturating our mitochondria with that melatonin so they can recharge that antioxidant defense system every night. And so your mitochondria don't accumulate lots of damage. They start to have get into net repair instead of net damage. Um, and then, you know, obviously looking at nutrition to optimize body composition, nutrition to optimize gut health, and um, nutrition to provide all of the necessary nutrients and cofactors for them to produce abundant energy, right? There's once we start to pull on a lot of these levers, we can make massive impacts on our mitochondrial function and cellular energy production. Isn't it funny how we can talk for so long about, you know, one tiny little organelle and in part of one of our cells? And, and I feel like we could fill a whole another hour very easily, but unfortunately, we're Running out of time. Um, yeah. 
but I think we, you know, we got to start saying to our our loved ones and spouses, "Hey, I love the size of your mitochondria." You know, yeah. <laughs> what, you, what, what have you done for your mitochondria lately? You know, that's right. You or, resting or up? You know, Goldilocks and the three mitochondria. This mitochondria. Yeah. <laughs> but Jackie, I think you have some questions for Ari, don't you? I do, Ari. I think you might know about these questions. Uh, so we're gonna go. You know, we're short on time here, so I'm gonna try to keep it quick. First, what is your favorite? health book and why i you know i was thinking about this as we started this discussion and i i uh i have so many it's hard to say but uh, i like dr michael murray's work a lot he's he's a friend of mine um encyclopedia of healing foods he wrote a book recently on longevity that i really like um Datis Karazian is another friend of mine who's written some epic books on thyroid function and brain function um uh, Paul Check was a mentor of mine when I was a teenager, and you know he wrote books on how to eat, move, and be healthy. You know, it's a very simple mm-hmm. book, but lots of profound, basic wisdom in there. Um, yeah, I would say there's too many to list there. Sorry if I'm giving more than yeah. more than one, but yeah, I mean, Whoa. I I probably go on. It's hard for me to say one in particular. I, I guess I could say like you're you're a big fan of just the the, the basics and the fundamentals, right? Good nutrition, right? Move your body right? And treat your mitochondria well, right? And it's taking care of you. It's getting you through the day and through life. So, Well, I think uh, there's something important that's been lost in a lot of discussions on the topic of health, which is that 80% of the chronic disease burden in, in the West is our diseases of lifestyle. And it's it's not a mystery why we have them. You know, it's not, and it's not all due to, you know, such individual concerns of you know, one's individual genetics and their, the specifics of their particular choices. It's, we, we have widespread epidemic level problems of poor nutrition, poor lifestyle habits, poor circadian rhythm habits, too much artificial light at night, too much processed food, sedentary living, lack of hormetic stress, thermal stressors, fasting, right? Too long of eating windows each day. And um, I would argue that absolutely, while there are many, many cases where uh, individuals may need very personalized individual care, um, I would argue that at a population level, we could eliminate almost 100% of that 80% of the total disease burden through implementing the basics of nutrition and lifestyle that I teach. That's, that's a good point. Maximal bean. That's what it's all about. Maximal, right? It's about every little piece, right? The smaller pieces building up the bigger, better machine. Um, Oh, speaking of movement, right? What is your favorite exercise? Uh, I am going to go with, well, you know, as far as me personally, I would say surfing and rock climbing. If I'm going to pick an activity, but if I'm going to pick a gym exercise, I would say deadlifts. Deadlifts. Oh, you're in good company. Today today was deadlift day for me. I just love them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. And last but not least, what is the craziest diet you have heard of or been on? Um, You know, I was doing keto way before keto was cool. Um, Before anybody really knew about it, there was a guy named, I think an Australian guy or New Zealander named Rob Fagan. And when I was 16 or 17 years old, over 20 years ago, this guy was writing books on cyclical ketogenic diets. And I remember 
reading his book and being like, oh my God, this is the Holy Grail. I've discovered the most amazing <laughs> thing ever. And this is going to, you know, transform my physique, you know, better than steroids. And, you know, and, and I was just convinced that it was going to be the most amazing thing ever. And, you know, I was eating like zero carbs most days. And, you know, I remember having post-workout shakes of just protein powder and raw cream, you know, yeah. just, just <laughs> downing huge amounts of fat and zero carbs. And, uh, yeah, that's probably the, the craziest thing I've ever done. Wow. Thank you so much for your time today, Ari. Uh, what a wonderful conversation. I appreciate you delivering the science. Thank you for mm. doing that. It's also nice to have a fellow 1982 birth year person on the show. So, Oh, know. I don't want to ruin it, but I'm actually 1983. Oh, you're 83. Okay. So, so I'm a little <laughs> bit older than you, then, yeah. but, but we're both 39. So yeah. well, I'm, I'm the, the, reason, the reason for the discrepancy is I'm 39 in like six weeks. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, happy, happy early birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. Pleasure. Chatting uh, with you. Yeah. Where, where can people find you are if they want to learn more about their mitochondria? Yeah. My website's theenergyblueprint.com and you can pick up my new book, eat for energy anywhere you like online, amazon.com. Great. For those of you that haven't done so already, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. It really does help us get the word out. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests afterwards, you can reach us at team at maximalbeing.com. And, you know, people are still meal prepping out there, Jackie mm. P. Our meal prep boot camp Good. is flying off the shelf. So thank you for all of you that have uh, subscribed to that. As always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here with Jackie P. and Ari, and we are here to maximize your health. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.